The Koi Gig Pod. I then had to then fake an injury because I didn't want to tell people that I was pregnant until the 12 weeks gone. That's, it's mad to think of really, it seems kind of archaic. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. Off the ball, daily. Welcome to Monday's Rugby Daily. My name is Richie McCormack. On the way, Connacht get a porch extension. Just what is happening there with Bundyaki? England omit some big names from their Six Nations squad and the permutations for Irish provinces this weekend in Europe. But first, in the end, we should have seen this one coming. Eddie Jones has been appointed as Australia's head coach, replacing Dave Rennie, effective as of the 29th of this month. It ends Rennie's spell in charge, having replaced Michael Checa at the end of 2019. Under Rennie, the Wallabies have won just five of their last 17 outings, losing to Ireland, France and Italy during the November internationals alone. Jones' deal ties him now to Australia until 2027 and he could face his former employers England at the quarterfinal stage of the World Cup. This move has been on the cards as soon as Jones lost that England job. Speaking to the BBC's Today programme just prior to Christmas, he said he had held talks with unions regarding a return to international coaching. While refusing to mention them explicitly, Jones didn't rule out returning to the job that he originally held from 2001 to 2005. As mentioned on this podcast, just a week ago, Rennie denied that Jones would be joining his coaching ticket ahead of the Rugby World Cup. And Jones told Donald McRae in The Guardian just last week, I'm not an assistant coach, mate. But therein lay the issue. Rennie admitted that he hadn't spoken to Rugby Australia Chairman Hamish McLennan nor Chief Executive Andy Marinos recently and that it was his assumption that they were going to continue towards the World Cup in France unchanged. Well, it turns out he should have picked up the phone to either or both sooner. In his unveiling, McLennan has called Jones the best coach in the world and that his appointment is a coup for Rugby Australia. Now two Jones' former employers and Billy Vonapola, Johnny May and Jack Nowell have been left out of England's 36-man training camp ahead of the Six Nations. New head coach Steve Borthwick has named five uncapped players in his first squad since taking charge, including Northampton fly half Finn Smith. He's also confirmed that Owen Farrell will continue as captain ahead of their opening match of the tournament against Scotland on February 4th. The other new caps are George McGuigan, Jack Walker, Caden Murley and Ollie Hassel Collins. Tight head Dan Cole is back for the first time since the 2019 World Cup, while Elias Daly also earns a recall. John Porch has ended speculation regarding his future by signing a new contract with Connacht. The winger has scored 17 tries and 72 appearances for the province since joining in 2019, the most recent of which was the first of nine in their 61 points to five thrashing of Breve on Saturday. Porch's new deal keeps him with Connacht until the summer of 2025. However, Bundyaki's future with the province appears less certain. The Ireland Centre wasn't involved in Saturday's Challenge Cup game and has played just five times this season. The presumption was that Aki was being managed ahead of the Six Nations, but when asked whether he'd be involved next week against Newcastle, director of rugby Andy Friend merely replied, he's training. Aki is centrally contracted to the IRFU until the end of this season. Will Connors looks set to make his first appearance for Leinster since October. The flanker has returned to full training this week with the province ahead of Saturday's visit of Racing to the Aviva Stadium in the Heineken Champions Cup. Connors has been sidelined with a bicep injury. Head coach Leo Cullen has no fresh injury concerns arising from their bonus point win at Gloucester. Max Deegan, Joseph Clarkson, Joe McCarthy and Luke McGrath also returned to full training this week. Leinster are already assured of a last 16 place in the Champions Cup but a bonus point win over Racing will guarantee not only a home tie in the last 16 but also a home quarter final should they get there. Regarding the other provinces, Ulster need a win in their final Pool B game. That's with Sale in Belfast. It follows their injury time heartache away to La Rochelle 
where a try from Joao Sclavi converted by Antoine Hastoy saw the European champions snatch a 7-3 victory at the Stade Marcel de Flandre. While Dan McFarlane felt they should have had a penalty try, defeat does leave Ulster in 10th place and in danger of dropping into the Challenge Cup or even out of Europe entirely. A win could see Ulster finish in the top eight, but not if both Montpellier and Clermont win. They're at home to London Irish and away to the DHL Stormers, respectively. Speaking on this morning's OTBAM, Alan Quinlan hoped on their behalf the La Rochelle performance could prove a turning point for Ulster. They showed a lot of grit and determination and they've probably been questioned a little bit on that in the last number of weeks. Um fight but just that little bit of nose to try and you know get over the line and I think you know halfback has been a problem for him um, that game management and <laughs> dare I say it um, the man sitting in the stands who, who comes on who was on here Friday morning the La Rochelle coach um, those kind of conditions you know he he would have been you know to have someone like that yeah um, on, on, as a number 10 putting the ball in the right areas but um, they've had their issues but I think they can take something out of it and they need to try and find a bit of energy this week and, and, and get a bonus point win against Sale who um, themselves are kind of clinging on Finally Munster who need to take something from their game away to Toulouse on Sunday if their recent upturn in form isn't to be for naught Graham Rowntree's side are 6th out of the all-important top 8 in Pool B they're on 9 points Sale, Montpellier and Claremont could all feasibly overtake Munster with wins this coming weekend Munster are looking both ways in the table however with a bonus point win however unlikely enough to see them move into that crucial top 2 Very finally the IRFU has released the findings of a survey carried out between the Autumn Internationals involving the supporters' matchday experience at the Aviva Stadium. 744 supporters over the age of 18 were surveyed before and after the games with the Springboks and Australia as part of a drive to better understand attitudes and behaviour of supporters, particularly relating to food and beverage outlets during the game. This, of course, relates to drink and people's issues with that, getting up and down for their neighbours in the stands who might be going and getting drinks during the course of a match. The key findings from the survey found that almost 7 out of 10 at 68% of the sample claimed that they would not support a ban on alcohol being brought into the stadium during a match. This number rises to 74% when the likely negative impact of such a move is explained. Almost 7 out of 10, 68% as well, across both games planned to have an alcoholic beverage during those games. And 1 in 4 felt people getting up and coming back with drinks during the game greatly diminishes their experience of the game. The IRFU say a restriction on supporters' ability to enjoy drinks at their seat is not considered an appropriate measure to take although they are planning new protocols for access and access to the stadium during the game in certain locations and security and stewarding encouraging people to respect others around re-entry to the stadium whether that works we shall see no word on mid-match music by the way we'll leave that with you that's it for today's Rugby Daily. Don't forget to subscribe to the OTB Rugby feed for Monday Night Rugby and lots of other great stuff. My name is Richie McCormack and I'll have more Rugby Daily for you tomorrow.